Where in the throat does the E? It's a little further e. back. E. 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 Kind of e. high though, right? E. E. It's E. Lino. Not Lino. E. Lino. 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 Back further. Lino. Lino. Diamond in the back. Sunroof top. Big in the scene with a gangster lead. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Uh, we don't normally open up conversation from our Slack workspace into right. our podcast. What's right? Slack? What's Slack? Slack no sponsors. us. But uh, I feel like we have to talk about a hilarious conversation that took place. Uh, in our Slack workspace during this past week. Sure. It was it was t-shirt ideas. It was a lot of messages going on. Well, and for good reason. I think we came up with no less than nine quality t-shirt ideas that if there were... Eight. One of them was not good. Well, I believe uh, Brian was quoting you and oh, saying yes, the true. Egyptian people at minimum <laughs> deserve poverty. Which I never said. <laughs> Which rolls right off the tongue and onto a t-shirt. Uh, it's, a, it's a slogan that anyone can say anytime. <laughs> I'm actually amazed I remembered that from memory. Anyway, the uh, the ideas were great. Obviously, Free Shakiri was the inspiration. Sure. Thank you to Ryan, uh, one of our All Star listeners, that's for coming correct. up with that. And then it just it, it prompted, and member and member of our mini league. That's right. That's right. And it prompted even more ideas to kind of flow from that. I think if we had a T-shirt that said, "In a segment we like to call," yeah, dot yeah. dot dot. Yeah, I like that one. That would sell. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Uh, look, it le- my mom. Brian's dad, um, and your mom, Scott. I think they would all buy one. Oh, I like, really we wasn't sure where you were going with that. Yeah, it was made me uncomfortable. Two. Oh, sorry. But, okay. I, but now that we're here, I think I know what you're meaning. <laughs> yes, absolutely right. <laughs> like, we would sell a few of yeah, them. Yeah, to family and a few friends, sure. absolutely. Uh, there was another one that I really liked, which was just the picture of a rhino foot. Yeah, thanks, uh, Aaron. Also mini mini league member. Yeah, I think the line of this season so far has been, I'm not wrong, I'm just just not not right right yet. Yes, which is yours, which is fantastic. That would would definitely need to go on a shirt. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know those... You know, um, that that applies to most marriages, (laughs) right? I'm not wrong, wife. No, no. I'm just not right yet. I want it to be known that Dave said that, not (laughs) Scott or not Brian. Yes, definitely. You know those... uh, You know those... uh, I can't remember. I want to say Hillary Clinton did it, and I think other celebrities have done it too, okay. where they just do like these outline pictures, and like you know exactly who it is. Like if someone has a prominent mustache, it's like a, a facial outline with just a mustache, okay. and like that's that's stuff that they sell. I feel like if we're going to do something to demonstrate my love for Kike Sanchez Flores, it should just be the outline of his head. A silhouette. With hair, his hair and a scarf around his neck. Everybody know exactly who that is. Yeah. I yeah. love Kike, maybe around it. And or out just his his picture like half waist up right like like midriff up wearing his coat the scarf with a light light lo- sweater looking hey, intense get off his midriff man <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. Well, anyway, it was fun. Fun these, to think these about. These are some of the shirt ideas. Listen, uh, we are a fledgling podcast. We love to do this. One day we'll have a t-shirt store. One day we will. Ryan, we will. F- we'll, for we'll everything that's it. good in this world. Yep. One day we will have a t-shirt uh, shop on the website. That's right. But for now, 
we're just going to go into the matches from game week number 11 with an eye toward Fantasy Premier League, like Wait, we always do. Don't we want to start by saying welcome back, Scott? We should. We should have done that at the very beginning. You know, when uh, when I was <laughs> about halfway through part one, yeah, I was thinking to myself, all right, here it is. It's the end of my time. I'm going to start a rival podcast with some other friends because they don't need me around anymore. Hardly. By the end of part two, I was like, nah, my, my spot's solidified exactly on this right. podcast. I'm good. <laughs> so I couldn't wait to get back. It's Struggle good to be back bus. with you guys. Struggle bus. We've got some of the some of the segments that you've come to know and love, uh, including a couple that I've brought in. So you're going to know for sure that I'm here. By the way, I, I feel some angry rants building up inside of me as well. Oh, so. I'm sure that okay. there's. I can't wait to have that unleashed. Two for the price of one. That's what I plan to bring today, gentlemen. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get on to the matches. We're going to start with a match that we're just going to camp on for a while. So listeners, be prepared. Arsenal won. Liverpool won. Alexander Lacazette and James Milner see us to a stalemate. Come on, you gunners. I'm surprised you didn't scream it, but uh, well, I think... They have, have to win to get a scream. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And so... And depending, on, uh, depending on who you follow or your perspective after watching this match, Arsenal might have been lucky to even get a point, Dave. Oh, here we go. Do you disagree? Do I? Of course I disagree. I knew that. I just needed to get that out in the right way. Are you kidding me? I have crazy people like my brother who say Arsenal should have gotten blown out. Yeah. Look, well, at the very least, Arsenal scored fewer goals in this match than Liverpool. Period. No one can deny that. The scoreboard doesn't reflect that, but Liverpool scored two legal goals. Yeah. And I'm referring to the fact that Sadio Mane's goal in the first half was taken away by linesman Simon Long. I'll get to him in a second. <laughs> poor guy. There's nothing poor about him, oh. except the quality of his hey, Scott, linesman. You know what? Okay. Hey, are you perfect? Is your life perfect? No, no, Sometimes but you know what? Sometimes in life, Scott, you make mistakes. No, but and you know what? guess what? Mr. Long just happened to make a mistake. That's true. But you know what happens when I make a mistake in my what? job? I get, I get repercussions. Okay. There's consequences. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Well, if I see him on the touchline in a match in the next weekend, I'll know enough. Hey, listen, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Listen, if I was an angry troll, then I'd say that because of his bald head, he looks like little more than a lost <laughs> wandering the touchline. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to get down into the that's nether bald, regions of humanity right with a dick like him. Okay. Not going to do that. <laughs> Simon Long. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. All right. He missed it. He just missed it. He missed it. Sadio Mane was onside. <sighs> Should have been 2-1. And there's nothing There's nothing more that you can say about uh, that. I do have a question about that. And it's more of a philosophical, possibly like a, a, a scientific kind of analytical uh, predictive question about that. And that is, the: uh, do we assume um, that the events following an event would continue exactly the way they continued from that point on? Kind of like... You know, they'll drop like a drop of a, a marble in the ocean with the ripple uh, as it moved out creates the, you know, the, the waves that crash on the beach. My question is, do we <laughs> assume that from the, if Mane's goal goes in, that everything that happened from that After point that, on continues same. exactly the way that it did? I think about that almost every match I watch because there there's has almost to be a term always for that. a cause and effect right. situation like that. I think about that almost all the time because you're right. Cause then Milner scores. It's two nil. Do well, that's what I mean. No, does, that means does Milner, Milner doesn't score. score. Like I mean, what, ball... I'm what I'm saying is like, if that 
goal had gone in and they had Changed come back everything. to the line, does the grasshopper that landed uh, outside the stadium not cause someone that is walking in to adjust their flow that changes the tone inside the stadium and it prompts Emery to make like a change sooner yeah. than he did before and it just changes the the yeah. entire continuum after that. I think this is uh, way beyond the scope of this podcast and um, that, that's we'll, like really we'll just, getting deep. We'll, we'll just really think hard gonna, about this. I'm going to work on that for the uh, Sports Science Journal. I'm going to work on that. I do believe that that are there everything would be completely different. So let's just go for <laughs> let's go with what actually happened. All right, Scott, Liverpool Scott, two. The score was one one. Yeah, therefore it was a draw. As a mon as a new Monet owner, I was very so disappointed. Just want to let you know, and and for anyone else out there who wants to know, Liverpool. Had more shots. They had one. They had 13 shots. Arsenal had 12. They both had the same amount on target. Mm-hmm. Four. Okay. Arsenal dominated them in the possession, but we yep. also understand that that stat can be skewed. That doesn't necessarily lend itself to success. Yeah. Arsenal's pass percentage success, 85%. But then again, that could fall into the possession. Those are, yeah. those yeah. are meaningless passes back and forth. Go look at the highlights. Anyone can go look at any highlights. Any highlight reel anywhere, and you're and what you will see is the same amount of highlights on either side. Just as much that Liverpool had Virgil's header go right at Le- or Virgil's kick go right at Leno's chest. If I'm saying that properly, we'll find out. And or look, uh, whose shot was it? Someone shot one off the post. Right. Virgil's. Virgil's. Virgil was playing striker this game, I guess. <laughs> no, he was he was a menace. My point being is that. Just as much as it seems like it went on the Liverpool side, the Liverpool people want to say, oh, well, well, man, we should have blown them out. We should have won five to one. <laughs> well, guess what? You could say that about any game, any time you ever want to. Well, if the ball would have bounced perfectly up here, I could have knocked it in. If the goalie would have stumbled, maybe I could have made that goal and we would have blown them out. Yeah, see, this is what I was talking about earlier. Unbelievable. <laughs> All I know is this. Sure, I could say the same (laughs) about Arsenal going in. Oh, well, if Virgil just would have fallen down, then then Aubameyang would have scored, and we could have blown them out. It's all a bunch of bull. So, look, going forward, this is exactly what happened. Liverpool didn't play their best. Arsenal played pretty good. It was at home, as Brian had alluded to before. Hey, no one really wants to play Arsenal at Arsenal. They're playing really good at home. So, in fact, for the last year and a half, they've played re- really good at home. So, and, and sure enough, that's exactly what continued to happen this match. I just think that I made a prediction, Brian. I made a prediction. I thought yeah, the I game would here. be 0 0 or 1 1 or 1 0. And every, most people that and I talked to. I tried to, to even talk you out of it based on his, history. History just because said of the number of four or more goal matches that these two have 27 played. 27 goals in the last five. Fixtures. Yeah, History would say that that prediction is just complete foolishness. Yeah, it's been years since it, that at least four have not gone in. So this, the fact that only two did is uh, is something. This was my thought. Liverpool's defense is better than Arsenal's defense. I'm not even going there. I, that is undeniable. I Virgil van Dijk could play on my team any day. I would love to have him. So Robertson, love that guy too. Gomez is a stud. I mean, we could just go on. Liverpool's defense is fantastic. The reason why I thought this game would be close was because... When Liverpool has had to play other teams that are close to them on talent, they 
they don't have, then this is completely my opinion, but they don't have a creator in the midfield to make that one extra pass to free up somebody. So they're strictly now relying on completely counterattacking. So it's either counterattacking and set pieces. And when you play someone that has close to the same amount of talent as you, all of a sudden those gaps shrink up. So the counterattacks aren't as easy. The, maybe there's less space and, and there's no direct attacking through the middle of the field. And I felt like that was an area where Liverpool was going to be weak. And then I saw a midfield of Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and James Milner. Listen, James Milner is a stud. That guy, honestly, is one of my favorite players of all time. James Milner is talented enough to be that, but that is not normally what he is is drilled to be. James Milner is a Swiss Army knife of a, of a footballer. He can play defense, he can play midfield, and he can play striker. He did that for City one season, and it was, again, why I have respect for him. Anyways, going on, that's why I thought. That's why I thought that Liverpool would, would, would not be able to create enough through the middle of the park to develop some things, and Arsenal was going to be able to shut that down. So looking forward now, given the fact that this was one-to-one, yes. anything about any player on either club change no, for you? No, but this is, so this is a, a theme here, I feel like, for the rest of the, for a lot of the matches the rest of the way. Yeah. Just that Mane finishes with two right here. And, Should have been more. Right, exactly. And so the outcomes of several matches and the, the, way, the way the ball bounced by, you know, the matter of centimeters in a lot of cases, it changed the, the fantasy outlook for a lot of people this week. And Mane is exactly one. But I, I don't think, I think it, with barring a red card for Mane or Salah or somebody of significance, just the fact that they play Fulham next week affects nothing yeah. about it. You know, so already anyone who is moving to these to those players, you're doing it because the schedule overall is still excellent, and it's all looking ahead to next week and to the matches. You know, and then the 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 schedule they have after the international break. So I would say if I was a Firmino owner, that he hasn't scored in six games, six games on the spin with nothing. Yeah. So that that would make me. I mean, I. I think Brian would probably say, "What are you doing, still owning him well, at this point?" And yeah, for me, I said it last week. He's he's the guy that I I said I understand patience with him and kind of reaping the long term rewards. But I mean, I think once you once you hit three weeks, like I said before, once you hit three weeks of no returns, you're already starting to like you're starting to you're starting to think for him to go six straight. I can't imagine anyone. I I, don't, I just don't know what you're holding and. This is a tactical issue too, which I know the fantasy Premier League brought it up even last week, is you know noticed by by many. Uh, just the shift to Salah playing up top with Firmino in support, so that didn't start that way. The match cha- they, they they shifted to that uh, at least by halftime, but the fact that Salah is playing in front of Firmino that has to diminish Firmino's value, I think, at, at least as a forward. This match, he's fine. I mean, he had a. I, I mean, my memory of it is he had at least one decent shot. Two of his three shots were inside of, you know, inside the box. He basically matched Mane and Salah for touches in and around the eighteen-yard box. So it's not like he's not. He's got. It's not. Like he's getting no chances. He's providing a lot of real life value, just not a lot of fantasy. Right, value. and yeah. so 
you know, I I do wonder. I but mean, this I, is a fantasy I, podcast, so right. That's yeah. what I mean. I, to me, if it's me, there's I can't think of one reason in the world why I would own, right. why I would own him. Right, Salah and Mane. I yep. currently own Salah. Mm-hmm. Early in the season, I own Mane. We this is we've discussed this mu- yep. multiple times in the podcast. Yeah. If Salah doesn't start deserving his, in other words, his price, then I will easily go right back to Mane. Because if they start scoring the same over the next few weeks, one reason, you know, and you pointed this out, Salah has either been like goal or assist, goal or assist. Like he's been pretty consistent scoring. He just hasn't had like a breakout with a hat trick yet. But Mane has, here recently, over the last like seven weeks, has been kind of cold up until this last, this last yeah, well, week. And that's a, but that's or a, before the Arsenal. It's match. the permanent question. I mean, it, it's, it's even last week, you know, even last week with them scoring basically the same. I mean, good good if you had Salah last week, but I don't think... I mean, it's going to take... It would take multiple weeks of significantly higher returns from right. Salah before you would look at it and say, oh, I definitely need to have him. Right. He's not providing... Like, this This is so different. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like it's a permanent... It's going to be a permanent issue with these two. All right. Also, Scott, you'd ask... Listen, Gomez and Lovren, 5.1 and, and 4.9 respectively. Mm-hmm. I know Leverin's got a little bit of a knock. He did not play in this match no, against Arsenal. Yeah. But, man, Joe Gomez, whether it's center back or left back, that guy seems to be staying in the lineup. And with Liverpool's schedule coming up, man, I like like that guy. It seems like there's a lot of good uh, value there. Trent Alexander-Arnold Arnold owners hope that Leverin stays, uh, yes, he stays injured. Knocky. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then also, I'll, I'll just reference, look, Lacazette, seven of nine games, gets scoring returns. Aubameyang, six of nine, the last nine games, gets scoring returns. Yeah. I, feel like that, I feel like that is the definitive Arsenal story here. Currently, yes. The, the, and, it's, and it's honestly, it's similar to Mane and Salah. Well, the fa- right. well but in this case, the, yes, they've been, the, the issue has been the one pound difference, but... The fact that half of the world shifted to Aubameyang going into this match, right? So much so that Aubameyang's price is back up at least two tenths. He's getting closer. He might be. A, is he a ten nine? I think he's much closer to his start start season starting value of eleven. And Lacazette had dropped coming into this match. He's at ten nine. And so not only does Aubameyang leave early, he leaves with nothing. And hey, and, he was not happy. No, he was not. I'll get to that. But like I said, I mean, even during the match, it's like what Arsenal player is happy coming off? Not, not one. None I mean, lately. every time anyone has gets subbed off, it's they're not like happy. Fury. So, which is I think the one guy you can't that. tell with, Mkhitaryan, because his face is the same all the time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean that is the thing here. Obama Yang had, you know, he had, you know, he had three shots. Two of them were blocked. Yeah. So you don't you don't love that, and then just generally it just didn't. I think we talked about this before. He's out touched by fourteen by Lacazette. So Lacazette is busier generally. Yeah. And I think tracking back and going forward is is much more involved, kind of all over the place. And Bami Yang, you know, he's made the most of his chances in an unsustainable way. We would all agree up to this point. So Lacazette. I I'm keeping Lacazette. I'm I'm glad that I did. Yeah. For this match, Dave, you uh, do you have an Arsenal moment for us this I, week? I do. I feel like I've already used up my time. That's all right. Keep uh, going. All right. Look, Arsenal 
I, I got three points here. Okay. Number one, Arsenal's test. That they, they said this was going to be Arsenal's test this week. I think they passed. They, everyone, many pundits have said, "Hey, we'll know what Arsenal is when they play Liverpool." Up until then, those twelve games you've won in a row, or you know, thirteen unbeaten up until Liverpool, uh, you know. Liverpool's going to be the test. I think they passed. I would. I love the result. I loved what I saw with a with a string together defense. The fact that Kolasinac came in and they're like, "Hey, uh, Sayad, uh, why don't you come on in? Uh, I know you haven't played a match yet this this year, and you haven't played a Premier League minute. This is my Unai Emery voice. Um, but why don't you come on in and 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 uh, go ahead and guard Salah." <laughs> Go ahead and guard Salah. Welcome back. We, you're healthy, but no one else can play back there. So come on back and guard Salah. He did great for the most part. He did fantastic. So anyways, I, I thought that along with Rob Holding and others, look, Liverpool's offense is, is great. And I felt like Arsenal had half of what their normal starting lineup out there. And it was, um, and they were able to, for the most part, Keep Liverpool under wraps. Look, Liverpool had their chances, but bottom line is it was you know one-one. But they were attacking going forward, and they didn't sacrifice anything at the back. And I think that surprised a lot of people. Leno, if I'm saying that correctly, holding Torreira, and then the recommitment of two players I have mocked heavily in Jaka and Mustafi. They're, they play like different players this year. I don't know what else to say about it. Jaka and Mustafi. Jaka used to be a yellow card machine, always getting in bad positions because he was pushing up the field, and then he tried to track back, and he ended up getting yellow cards because he's always out of position. And Unai Emery has completely changed the way he's played, and he has actually for ha- somehow been an asset. And it has blown my mind, and kudos to Emery for you know making Mustafi and Jaka complete liabilities, better players. Uh, and then no, point number three, Emery has them all fighting for playing time and keeping everyone guessing. He treats Aubameyang and Ozil just like any other player. And I think what that does for the rest of the team is it just galvanizes and says he doesn't see that no one gets special treatment. Ozil gets his ass yanked out. Aubameyang, oh, he gets his ass yanked out. Ramsey can't even start. Poor Ramsey. We're just going to let Ramsey go. He's gonna go start. He's gonna be the creative engine for Liverpool in January. Is what's gonna happen. Yep. But what I'm saying is, bottom line is, he's treating everyone the same way, and that sort of like some. This is not a basketball podcast. Greg Popovich, Brian. Sort of like Bill Belichick. You're not this bigger not than. You're not podcast. bigger than the team. You're just like everyone else. You're a teammate. You're not a star. You're just a teammate. So, anyways, I think that is starting to just work its way into the fabric. Of, of what Arsenal's doing, and I think we're starting to see results in the, on the field, and I think it's it's starting to become obvious now. So, hey, that's my moment. All that talk about Arsenal playing great, the 1-1 result, you have no idea how much I wanted to talk over you for yes. all of that. <laughs> you but should. Do I, resisted, right now. I resisted the urge. <laughs> do it right now. I made my point about that walking <laughs> All right. I don't need to do it again. Brian, <laughs> we have mentioned the Arsenal goalkeeper. Yeah, you've been saying it. And we've been saying it in a lot of different ways over the last couple of months. I know. Can you once and for all, with the reinstatement of the How to Save with Brian J segment, teach us the proper pronunciation of this Arsenal goalkeeper's name? You want to know how to say it? Yeah. Only if there's music. 
I'll probably do something about that. The song I thought maybe could be on this segment is the Bill Withers classic original version of Lean On Me. Okay. But okay. I thought, I see, I see. Uh, okay. Uh, famous and a little cliche. Yeah. Uh, I prefer that we use a, just a make it different heart and soul. Why I, I want a different superb old soul classic. I want the song "Be Thankful for What You Got" by William Devon. Okay, love that song. You can start playing it right now, or I'm not going to talk anymore. All right. This week's how to say is mostly for our sake, since we've wanted to say this last name at least two different ways. Why? even on this very podcast. <laughs> also, sure. unlike most how to say's, how's to say, how to's say, how to say us, how to say's, I can't blame this one on Scott or Dave. Instead, I blame it at least in part on former Tonight Show host Jay Leno. Oh, yes. Because his name Absolutely. is so well known here in the United States, at least for those of us older than what, 30? Right. 35. Who cares? The point is, our name this week is the gunner goalkeeper who has kicked poor Petr Cech straight back to the Czech Republic in terms of his playing time. Bernd is not so much the issue, his first name. It does is not the issue? It does, however, help highlight the main issue here, which is the Germans have too many E sounds. (laughs) The E in Bernd is further back in the throat and so combined with the e or the r in Bernd ends up coming off as more of an air a-i-r okay that we would the ignoramus americans say right our issue is the the e in the last name this is would you believe it different than the e in Bernd. okay it's an e that's a longer e but as the multiple German vowel pronunciation videos that I watched told me, it's not a, it's not quite a long e like you say e, which is more at the top of the inside of your mouth. It's more at the top e e like a dolphin. That's a different e also. Okay. Not applicable to this how to say. Fair. Now this e is a tad reduced comparatively, and so. Now I will go take a dead blow hammer and slowly pound my head for an hour to go to sleep. I kid. But the end result of all of this is that the Gunner's Netminder, who has done a fine job so far this season, is none other than Bernd Lino. Lino! Lino. Where in the throat is the E? It's a little further back. Lee. E. Kind of high, though, right? It's E. Lino. Lino. E. Lino. 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 Back further. Lino. Lino. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging the scene with a gangsta lean. Ooh. That's that song. Nice. Be thankful for what you got. I hope I can sync that so that if you do, if you sync it to me saying "diamond in the back, sunroof top." Yeah. If you do, maybe it should be maybe it should be Lino. I wish it was more like that. It's not. It's woo. Anyway, that's how you say it. Wow! Well done, Brian. Lino. Lino. It is not Leno. Don't let those don't let those doofuses on the on the TV tell you different. Bunch of doofuses. Always are. Just like with Kolasinac. Kolasinac. As you referenced Kolasinac. Kevin the 
Bruyne. Kalasinach. All right. Have we uh, sufficiently beat this dead We've horse? We've exhausted this match. All right. Well, before we go on to the next one, then, let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. Holy crap. All in the same thing? Wow. Hello. I'm Simon Long. What's wrong with you? You're a mean man. And I'm proud to be the spokesperson for today's sponsor, Blue Steel Sports. Blue Steel Sports specializes in body care products for active people. Formulated to meet the needs of endurance athletes operating in tough conditions, our products are beneficial for anyone enjoying an active lifestyle. Run, hike, swim, or bike. Blue Steel Sports helps you get the most from your activity. Our hair removal wax strips wax away unwanted hair. And our anti-chafe cream protects against blisters, skin rashes, and saddle sores. For more information on our products, visit bluesteelsports.com. All right. Thank you, Simon. The least he could do. Thank you, Simon, so much. Come do that spot for us. Yep. Fantastic. Manchester City, six. Southampton, one. A Wesley Hoot own goal. Sergio Aguera, David Silva, Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling. Can someone just stop me here, please? The lot Danny of Raheem Ings. Sterling. Danny Ings for the Saints. That That's stupid, Danny Ings goal. No, not stupid. Ke- yes, it Disagree. was. Disagree. Completely stupid. Love Ryan. it. It kept me from getting a clean sheet. So So terrific. Look, you're only saying that because you couldn't have benefited because you don't have a city defender. Well, here's the deal, so. though. Here's I'm just deal. happy to see this is the whole point of owning Danny Ings. I still own he was Danny on your Ings. Bench. I don't care. You just wanted some sort of justification for owning him. Listen, <laughs> he's now at over fifty percent of the Southampton goals scored this season. <laughs> right, he's okay. on penalties. He's cheap. That's it, and he's going to keep doing this. All right. So that is it. Great. Now, what's his price? Five point six. Okay. The other cheap guy who we've said all season long, we can talk about later, also had a fantastic match today to get him back on everybody's cheapo radar, but that's to be determined later. Okay. The fact that he scored anything here yeah. is fantastic. Now, the result, effective result looking at Manchester City of that Danny Ings goal is that you only had major returns from three citizens this week. But they were mighty great returns. Yes. 21 points for Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. 14 for Leroy Sané, and 13 for Sergio Aguero. Yeah. Can I take this moment? Because we don't often do this. But I did a little research. Uh-huh. A little fantasy research. You if you what? can believe that. You did what? Brian okay. Shesko, on this microphone, Scott, sitting right over there. Uh huh. He scored a 105 this week. It's true. He did. The highest scoring guy in all of Fantasy Premier League this week scored a 145. And he did it using his triple captain of Sterling. Yep. Disclaimer, if we're Brian recording went, on Sunday night before Huddersfield Fulham. This is fair. Good point. I did look at his team. Yes. Like, like he should, should not own any of those players. We'll talk about that. I'll just leave that there. Sure. Ryan, if you would have triple captained Sterling, you would have been 21 points. I know. It was, a great, that guy. it was a great week to trap triple captain uh, Raheem Sterling. Because it would have given him yep, 21 yep, more I'm points where he was. Yeah, Brian, that's crazy. Oh, could, yeah, oh, could have been up there with the world's best this week. And uh, I also want no, to take, listen, take this moment. I want you to talk about this real quick. This has, this has had nothing to do with anything. If you don't want to, I'll cut all this. But I, 
You last week, how did you change your fortunes in one week? Obviously, picking the right captain helped. But last week, a week ago, you were you were sweating bullets. You were like, yeah, what I, am of course I, gonna I was. Do? As I as I said in Slack, the second circle of FPL hell. <laughs> uh, well, it was a combination of things. First of all, despite my resistance to it in previous weeks, I took a minus eight right. going into this week. Right, and everyone I bought on my minus contributed nothing. So even despite taking a, 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 a relatively sizable minus, right. it was everyone that I decided not to bail on that came through. Wow. So I actually have a thought. I've had a thought all weekend. Uh-huh. I, I felt it especially when Lucas Mora scored late yep. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because after sitting so patiently on him, I transferred him out this weekend. And then he scored. Of course. Yep. Um, and I just, it's, it, I was like, yeah, typical, typical for this season. But I feel, since that goal was scored, I have felt like we should just record like once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because this week to week stuff is causing me pain Uh because I listen to the two of you and I know this is not about the Spurs match right now, but I listen to the two of you talk about how. If you own Lucas Mora, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing either. Yeah. And so I transfer him out for Sadio Mane uh-huh. with That's another move, move. With another move built That's a in great there move. to balance the money. And what happens? That Mora scores and, Look, and Mane doesn't. We'll, well, Mane, well, Mane does. Mane did. Yeah. But not, well, hold on yeah. a sec. That, that was Mora's first scoring returns in seven I weeks. know, but it's also what just happened. It's Understood. fresh. That's true. It hurts. Oh, no, and listen, that's what I'm saying. So... So that was one of the one of the moves that I strongly considered was making the two week move now, like going into this match week to go from Sterling to Mane, or if I could make the money work going from Sterling to Salah. Yeah, and so I didn't because I I looked at it and I thought no Raheem Sterling's been one of the best players right. not just midfielders he's been one of the best players this season right yes it's annoying that he sat twice because because one of those weeks i took a minus to get him in for zero yeah i i sold mane to get him knowing that or you know assuming that mane would be out with the th- the thumb surgery so i that, i brought sterling in for that week and of course sterling sits and does not even sub on and gets a zero so it was a, a net minus four which is fantastic and it's i'm not even mad about it but no this week it was you know i'm like do i want to compound my what i've already done to hurt myself and i said no i i will not this is a great matchup he didn't you know he he either uh subbed on late midweek or didn't play it i think he subbed on late so you know i've and then like uh, i saw this morning too he was on the he was the player that was featured on the on the, the, the pre-match graphic on twitter so i was like that's a good sign <laughs> sterling's got to be in the day right and so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, of course, you know, I looked at the, the matchup. He was the be- he had the best matchup and was the best player available to me that I, I thought for captain purposes, too. So, no, it was like, like, I can't wait to talk about Lester. I'm so excited. Uh, but it was, but it was Richarlison, who to me, he's still a zero risk own guy in the, in the midfield. It's, 
it's Marco Arnautovic going bonkers this week and like doing what you know, doing what you hope that you get from somebody to do really well. So no, it was just a lot of people that I just had stuck with who came but through. You literally went from seventh place in the mini league to third. Yeah. And I jumped five hundred thousand over five hundred thousand spots. That's, that's what happens when you do stuff like in that. In one week. Yeah. That's insane. So now looking at Manchester City again, obviously the we, we discussed how Ings' goal skewed the points, but again, just like with Arsenal and Liverpool, there's not much new here, right? There's not much new. Um, uh, the other the other guy that suffers here, Rian Mares, who A just, was on fire, yep, for the most part, and then B was one of the was one of the hottest midfield transfers for sure going into this match week. If it's you're the, stupid, the, people. Gets to sit and watch Leroy Sané come back and maintain the form that he's had while he's playing. Mars had played. It's the same thing. Mars had played three. Whoever's in there. He had started for three straight games. Right. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Right. That probably deserves a surprise. But I just, I'm not up for it right at the moment. You could say. No, I mean, that's about right. I mean, you play three matches, you sit. You play three matches, you sit. But it's not for everyone, though, Scott. It's not for Fernandinho, Here. it's not for Aguero, it's not for David Silva, not for Bernardo Silva, and not for Laporte, and not for Ederson. That's six players. So the the only, I mean, it's Sterling, Sané, and Sterling's played nine out of 11 games. So it's it's more or less, and, you can and, almost shrink it up to, and if De Bruyne now is hurt, you can literally just shrink it up to Sané and Mares. don't own them, but everyone else is probably okay to own. Um. This is the question. I know I know some folks on the Fantasy Premier League preview, the week preview video, had talked about it this way. The strategy is oh, pick one and just stick. Just stick and with them. You have to. You can't possibly you can't possibly guess. And Sterling is second. I don't care if he's played nine matches. He has seventy seven points. Uh, there's no doubt. There is no reason why he can't finish in the top five of midfielder scoring, stay right where he is or thereabouts at the end of the season. He's only two points behind Hazard. They are just destroying everybody. And this match is exactly why. I mean, Pep's saying at the end of the match, he can get better. I mean, that's what that's what Sarri's saying that about Eden Hazard. Like, anyone who's already doing really good, it's like on their, their managers are, like, still backing them even more to say, like, oh, no, no, this guy's even better. He, he has more to, more to grow. So... No, I, that was my biggest. That was my biggest non-move move this week was to stick with Sterling and just say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to get a better guy than this, especially not this week. Well, it, anyways, and then and then I think Laporte. We haven't talked about him much, but I think look, he's shown the consistency. He's played every single game. I keep waiting for him to not play. I imagine that could happen. Well, but, I mean, Pep cleared that one up a little bit too, just by talking about the fact that he's he not he's not on an, he's not the selection team. for a national team, yeah, so, so he does not always, have he doesn't have international concern that could possibly affect his playing time, and so he gets to stick in there, and he, and he's good. I mean, he's, he's now good. the he's highest he's now the highest overall scoring city defender. Yeah. Well, all those sixes in a row, too. I mean, as much he's as... He's fourth overall. I mean, he had like seven sixes in a row. That's what I mean. All those sixes in a row, but that's exactly it. It's sixes. You you like that, but you like the consistency from any for clean sheets. That's entirely clean sheet. He's the same as... I mean, it would be the same run that Virgil, I'm sure, had, you know, as long as he's playing 
and not doing any literally anything else except being out on the field right. for 90 minutes and the team not conceding a goal. So, yeah, like he for for price comparative to other guys, if you can get him, yeah, absolutely. But again, like a match like this is a perfect example. You give up a they give up one goal who has a chance to get points somewhere else. Mendy does. Kyle Walker kind of does. I and agree. then you hope sure. that center backs play play up front on a set piece. Yep. And so that's yeah. just such a that's such an unlikely place of goals. I, I would just prefer this is exactly why I think you prefer the the other guys, but he's definitely been a good source of point. Chelsea three, Crystal Palace one, and Alvaro Morata brace and another Pedro goal. See the blues earn the three points. Andrews Townsend does Score a nice goal in, on the counter for the Crystal Palace Eagles. Andros is a good player. I like Andros. Uh, but not for fantasy. I know. He's been irrelevant for years. Here's the thing that I want to highlight. It's something that we all know, but you never hear a manager actually say. Uh-huh. It's going to be my manager quote of the week this week. Great. It obviously comes from Maurizio Sorry. He says this after the match about Alvaro Morata. The scorer of two goals in this match, as a reminder. He was outstanding today. Here's the quote. He has to improve more in personality and in confidence, because sometimes he's a little bit fragile. End quote. That's not what you want to hear from your manager. Not after scoring two goals and matched the season so far, and that's what you hear. First of all... He's attacking. He's attacking the person there. Yeah, personality and confidence. Yeah, he's a big, tall man, and yet the emotional stability of a tiny baby. Well, that's true, though. We've seen that. Right. We've seen that through our televisions. It's just interesting. So maybe before you go run after Alvaro Morata, think twice. His. I don't think if Mauricio Sarri has an FPL squad, he's probably not bringing Alvaro Morata into it. Is that fair? I would say that's probably a fair. Thing. Although I wouldn't count on more necessarily more starts, but he's if he's going to score, which is now four scored three times, four total goals. So scored scored a goal in three of the last four weeks. His last four scores are five, two, five, and thirteen. Right. You're not counting on a brace from this guy any week. You you love it if you have him, and you you know I mean, two point three percent of FPL owners own Alvaro Morata. That's that's about right. right. Good, good for you guys. That's about but right. But he's eight point seven. There's so many other guys that are. I know. One, and like, why and, would right, you even want and, to? Right. You're looking at people that are definitely, definitely at least a dollar or pound less. Sure. And from that point, you can probably go up a, a little bit to get somebody a little higher profile. However, I mean, you are getting three starts in a row. You are getting about you know, I ninety minutes. I think is unrealistic. Yeah. That you're that he's going to do that, especially if Giroux is going to have a spot at any point. But not the worst thing. Yeah. Now with Chelsea, you. I mean, there's nothing. There's, <laughs> no, I know. It's not the worst thing. That's the end. Like, the, no. Like, there's the, no point wasting any more words on him. Yeah. The Alvaro Morata story. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, right. that is that is the that is a, that is the, the story. Beginning, middle, Alvaro. and end. No, no doubt about it. In a segment we like to call, yeah, <laughs> yeah. featuring Alvaro Morata. <laughs> Marcus Alonso uh, took part in uh, the Pedro goal, so Freaking he gets finally. six points for the assist there. Uh, and then Eden Hazard comes off the bench. Yeah. 
and uh, instant spark for Chelsea. Now, it was weird. He, now, now Dave, he normally doesn't take free kicks. Now, Dave, and it was like a ways away from the goal. Yeah, it was. He he drew the foul, took his own free kick, but gets a gets a friendly bounce straight to Murata. Yeah, you can edit that, Dave. Yeah, sure. But usually, what I end up hearing on the podcast is, "You can edit that, Dave." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. sure. Now leave this in. Sure. Uh, Mel, Dave. First of all, in a segment we like to call Ross Barkley, Gay? let's talk about Ross Barkley because <laughs> this was like your worst nightmare. Not only does Ross Barkley do exactly nothing. Yeah, sure. Subs off early. Yeah. Hazard does play. His second kick of the game is uh, his assist. Yeah. This is like worst case scenario for everything you were looking forward to in this Chelsea match. Not really. Okay. Are you a Barkley owner? He is now. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I already I bought Why him at a five, you? I bought him at a five seven. He went up to a five nine. I'll sell him in a heartbeat and I still made a tenth. All right. Sell sell him then. Seriously, sell him. Oh, I don't need to yet. Ross he, Barkley he, is who we think he, he was. He is very close, Scott, and that's not true. Mm. Wait, wait, so you're going to focus on this one result, the yes. one bad result, and just forget the three results before that? I've forgotten the three results before. I'm gonna, not, I didn't ask you, Brian. You're not allowed to talk <laughs> Those three results pale in comparison to all of the results prior to that this when season. When he wasn't playing? And last season. When he wasn't playing earlier this season? There's something to be said for a guy who cannot make the pitch. And he is making the pitch. Now, mm. he is injured a ton. He's in a rotation. There's a ton of injury. And it was a ton of injury recovery. And yes, and that's that. Listen, if you weren't here on the podcast last week, you did not hear that we, we talked about this. I don't know that there is a flukier two match performance in the history of the Premier League than 100%. Ross Barkley's previous two weeks. Completely agree. This, listen, this last week, it was, he did do better this week. He had one touch inside the 18-yard box against Crystal Palace compared to zero last week. He And he took one shot from the exactly the same place he took his one shot last week, which was from about a mile outside the box. <laughs> last week, it went in. This week, it did not. He was not fortunate enough to have Willian create a goal out of absolutely nothing to secure an assist. So I think paying attention to whatever Chelsea has in whatever midweek match they have, whatever lineup rolls out there, is going to be your first clue to who's starting on Saturday or Sunday or Monday. I totally, totally get that. My, you said earlier Richarlison at 6.8 was such a low risk. Right. Barkley's a, it's a 5.9. I got him at a 5.7. The, the Very one, little risk. The one argument for Ross Barkley that I will allow in my own mind, is he's he's super cheap. Right. And so a ton of people sold, I mean, you sold Ryan Frazier probably this past week to get Ross Barkley. I'm sure plenty of James Madison owners were, were shipping him out to get Ross Barkley. So I get that. I mean, I get for the money, If you, it, but I just don't think you're doing that as a, if he's your fifth midfielder and you want to just have the point potential, I okay i would see that but i just would prefer other guys who are more advanced who are more involved in their offenses and who have less rotation risk than he does i i i'm rooting for 
Loftus Cheek here. Yeah. Free Ruben Loftus Cheek, who's also in form. I mean, I, w- I would love to see Ruben Loftus Cheek get in this team yeah. and play more consistently. But, I mean, the one, I guess the one surprising thing, I think, was the official substitution hazard for Barkley. The point was they were substituting Kovacic in at the same time. Right. So, it's to me, it's it's, it, to me, it, it is, it, it, that's what it is. Yeah. And so. And against Crystal Palace, I feel like they they were a little free, more free to take a little you know, to take some risk with the lineup too. And so Pedro last did something seven weeks ago. I'm not moving off Pedro. I welcome I back Pedro. Welcome back. But hey, good for you. Do it some more before it before you warrant any other attention. True. All right, that takes us through the first three matches of this past game week eleven in the Premier League. We will cover. The remaining six plus one. Yeah. On side B. Side B it is. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.